Welcome to Stutter Stories, where guests from around the world each share the ins, outs, ups, and downs of life and conversation as a person who stutters. Hosted by Tricia Hedinger and Ja Ben. When we do something good for someone else, whether it's running an errand for a neighbor, or volunteering for a local organization, or even just making a donation. We feel a simple joy, a warm glow, and a sense of satisfaction. These pro-social acts reinforce our sense of relatedness to other people and meet some of our most basic psychological needs. Doing good not only feels good, but it does us good. It lowers depression, and boosts our overall well-being. It gives us a sense of meaning and purpose. Helping others to regulate their emotions also helps us to regulate ours. When the weight of our own emotions is too much, we often turn to others for help. So whether you're seeking help managing emotions or offering help to someone else, there's two very common ways to help with regulation. One, we can offer acceptance. And two, we can help others think about their situation in a different way. Allow me to introduce this episode's guest. This is Emmanuel Addo from Ghana. He's going to tell us a little bit more about how helping others changed his life. Okay. All right. Welcome, Emmanuel. It's good to have you here today. Okay. Thank you very much, Tricia. I'm very glad to be here. Good, good. So, Emmanuel, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and where you're from and where you grew up? Okay, thank you. Um, my name is Emmanuel Adu, and um, I'm from, I come from Ghana, and then Ghana is um, a little country in West Africa. And um, all my life, I've lived in Accra, I was born in Accra, and then I've lived in Accra all my life. Good, good. How do you think that growing up in your area may have impacted your relationship with stuttering? Like, what are some perceptions uh, in Ghana uh, about stuttering? Okay, growing up, um, to me, uh, growing up, I... I happen to be the fourth out of um, six. siblings, mm-hmm. and uh, because um, the family I was coming from was not well to do, mm-hmm. um, I, I growing up, I've never heard of um, even uh, speech and language therapy that could help me to. Um, actually um, helped me manage how to speak mm-hmm. and in Africa whenever a child or whenever a child is um, found to have a stammer or a stutter mm-hmm. um, there is little attention well that was then probably now things are changing but for my case or in my case my parents what the best they could do was to just encourage me to talk but then people around me would mock, they would laugh at me, they would make fun at me, even 
I remember growing up, um, some teachers I had in primary school made fun of my stammer. Mm. They equated stammering with um, someone who wasn't intelligent, mm. somebody who is shy, someone who is an introvert, somebody who doesn't want to come out. And uh, there are times in school you'll be beaten or caned for stammering because you are not able to read as how other students read. You are, you are not as fluent as the other students. So you end up being beaten and caned for no fault of yours. Hmm, that is, um, that's hard to hear to have a child, you know, beaten or, or hit with a cane. Um, yes. because they can't speak fluently. Mm. That was mm. a lot of things. I went through a lot of things growing up and, um, with friends, you know, with friends, friends who always try to tease you, they don't, I, I think by then, um, the level of education we now have about stammering wasn't there by then. Mm -hmm. So to some, they might be thinking they are doing you good or they mean well by some actions. Mm -hmm. um, at times when I was growing up, my stomach used to be um, severe. I, I used to have severe stomach. Mm -hmm. So I used to beat my lap. I used to stamp my feet. I used to close my eyes. And they just those struggling actions of mine and um, they turn them into jokes, tease me in class. Mm -hmm. And even I had, at a point in my life, there was this teacher of mine who joined the students to make fun of mm. my stomach. And that made, even though I knew I was not an introvert, I loved speaking, I loved talking, mm -hmm. but because of such things or such actions growing up, I tend to um, say mind my own business i didn't want to express myself i was no longer expressive mm -hmm. i would rather keep things within myself than speak out for mm -hmm. fear of stammering yes yeah you're not the first person i've heard to say that teachers made fun you know that uh you you expect kids kind of i think we all sort of expect kids and children to to um not understand and not be helpful because that's just yeah. the way kids are but when yeah. we hear about teachers joining in that really is disheartening sure sure yeah. and during those days i didn't like i whenever i'm supposed to go to school it was a nightmare for me mm. it was a nightmare for me i bet so you talked a little bit about how how your friends responded, how, so, and, and a little bit about how your family responded. Do you want to add anything to that? Okay. Um, the, with my mom, my mom was very supportive and she still is. Mm -hmm. um, growing up, I don't remember ever having a discussion with her about my stomach. Yes, but then I think as a mother, I don't, probably she was, thinking I might not be comfortable when she brings mm -hmm. it up. So she never brought it up, but mm -hmm. then uh, um, she would encourage me to take my time and speak. And if someone wants to rush me into talking, 
to tell the person to just hold on that I'm preparing an, a, a response and then I'll just take my time and I'll actually speak uh, with my, yeah, that's with my, uh, my mother, very supportive, but you know, uh, some big brother and then big sisters of mine also, sometimes they join the fun and then they make fun of me, but mm. well, um, that's life and yeah. it has made me strong. Yeah. Hmm. It's, it's easier to look at it that way now, huh? That it, it, it's <laughs> yes. part of life and it made you strong. But I bet back then it surely didn't feel that way, huh? Yes, sure. Do you have any pet peeves about stuttering or are there responses from people that make you feel annoyed or cringe? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think everyone uh, who stammers has something that they do not want to be told when uh, they are uh, in the moment of stammering. I, I think one challenge that we persons who stammer have is um, when you are just called to introduce yourself. Mm. Uh, maybe someone meets you and it's like, okay, I want you to introduce yourself. What's your name? And as you want to mention your name, you tend to block on some words. So mm -hmm. you take a long pause and they are like, can't you remember your name? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, that's one of the craziest things and I just don't understand and it's very very annoying mm -hmm. when I'm asked can't you remember your name or have you forgotten your name mm -hmm. or should I give you a name and mm -hmm. uh, in some situations growing up I remember what I normally do to avoid those kind of things is I would mention a different name if the person mm -hmm. doesn't know me Mm -hmm. To just escape that because at times in that moment there are some names that come easy mm -hmm. to mention. Yeah, so that and then also uh, some people will tell you, uh, don't rush, don't rush. Mm -hmm. Just take your time, take deep breaths mm -hmm. and speak. And I, and I just tell myself, if you don't know what's happening to me here, I can't even breathe. You know, mm -hmm. at times mm -hmm. when you're in that moment of stammering, it feels like you are being choked. Mm -hmm the air isn't coming to even push words out. So mm -hmm. you can't, at that point in time, you cannot even say you are breathing to speak. So I think, um, and at, at times also people, um, as you are speaking, then they don't want to maintain eye contact because I don't know whether it's because they feel, uh, probably they think looking at me in the face will make me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But then, it's rather looking away whilst I'm speaking with you rather makes me feel you are not interested in what I'm saying or you're feeling embarrassed with the way I'm speaking or you're feeling pity for me. And mm -hmm. that's not something that um, as a person who stammers, that's not something that I am really happy about. Mm, yeah. Um, Will you tell me about a time that was particularly challenging or hurtful or defeating related to stammering? Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow, bringing back memories. Yes. I know um, this is the worst question, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, back in primary school, I remember um, the class assessments that we have. Um, normally within um, like a term, we call it a term um, would have done some uh, some class works 
mm -hmm. done some class with assignments which will be scored. So at the end of that term, um, what the teacher does is he would actually, uh, he'll mention your name. We had a class register. Mm -hmm. So this teacher will call out your name and he'll ask you to pick the best four scores you've had over the term. Mm -hmm. And during those days, a number, it, it, and then the score was out of, you know, Mm -hmm. So you someone could go like nine, ten, nine, eight, or mm -hmm. ten, 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 ten. And mm -hmm. I was good in class, so most often I, I had ten, 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 ten. Mm -hmm. But because of the stomach, I cannot mention that ten. So I end up giving myself at times five, five, <gasps> five, five. Mm -hmm. Because that's what I could mention. I can mention at that point in time. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't come around to check if what you are telling him is the truth. So what you say is what he writes. So I ah. ended up giving myself lower scores than what I really have. Uh. And that was, I wish I could do something about that, but that's nothing. Wow. That is... Um... That, that's another, that's just, it's hard to hear when, when kids, you know, you have this, you know, ability to show you're intelligent, you know, you have 10 questions. If you get 10 right, you just have to, all you have to do is just raise your hand and say 10. And, yeah. but because it's too hard to say 10, you give yourself a five. I mean. I give myself something lower yeah. than what I really had. Hmm. So if you. If another child, say today, was experiencing or doing the same thing that you did, what would you tell them or how would you um, advise them? Okay, so for now, with um, what I've learned about stammering, and, um, and I, I also know that as a person who stammers, when you open up and you seek for help, there's help around. Mm. So if, uh, if a child comes up to me with such a condition and then um, where that child is not able to mention or call out the grades that he has in class, I would advise that child to go speak with the teacher, mm. gather courage, speak with that teacher, explain mm. to the teacher um, that I'm a person who stammers and um, uh, it would help if um, when it gets to my turn, you either let another student help me mention the scores or you take your time for me to mention my scores, or the teacher could as well um, not give that child any special treatment, but probably just help the child by picking the book and then recording the scores. Yes, yeah. that's what I think I would, I would advise. Yeah, that's good advice. But and it's and it's hard for kids sometimes to have the courage to go up to a teacher and say, you know, this is something that's challenging to me, but to let them know that they they have the right to do that, you know. I don't want you to so, treat me any diff I don't want you to treat me or expect any less, but it would be okay. helpful if I could just change it to be a little bit different. Um, okay. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's great advice for kids is to, to be able to go up to that teacher and be an advocate for yourself. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, so can you tell me about a time that uh, changed your perspective about stuttering or, or just even yourself for the better? 
Yes, yes, yes. Um, well, this time, I think that was about five years ago, I, um, I was working in a hospital lab and um, I was um, the deputy in my department. But then during that time, um, the head wasn't around and it was time for management review meeting. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was the one supposed to, um, to make a presentation on behalf of my department. Mm-hmm. And um, to tell you the truth, I was thinking about this even weeks before the day. I was thinking, uh, should I just avoid this? Should I pretend I'm sick? Should I pretend something happened on that day so I couldn't come to work? But I gathered courage. I went for the meeting when it was time for my department to present. Mm-hmm. I went forward. I did. I stammered though. Yes, I stammered. But at the end of the presentation, um, the managing director present and others present clapped for me. You know, they were like, that was a good presentation. And I was, oh, really? So since then, since then, I realized that um, people normally look beyond our stammer. People mm-hmm. normally look beyond the stammer when you give up your best mm-hmm. because they are more interested in what you have to say. So I realized that my MD and the other directors, they weren't actually interested in the way I said the words that, that I said. Mm-hmm. They were rather, rather interested in what I was saying. So that really changed my perception because if my boss could actually encourage me this way, then it means I could do much better even within the department. I could speak at meetings. I could contribute when I have to contribute. And that really changed the way I, I view my stammer and the way I think people react to stammer. That was a very good thing that happened to me. Yeah, that's a huge change in perspective right there. And and it all came down to just kind of like one moment there of just, you know what, people really are listening to what I have to say and don't seem to care so much about my stuttering, not as much as I thought they did. Sure, sure, sure. Um, can you tell me about a moment that felt like a particular success for you um, or describe a, another? I, that, that sounds like that's definitely one speaking accomplishment there, but are there any other successes you want to share with us? Yes, yes, yes. But then I would, um, this one is towards helping others. Um, there was this point in time I was depressed because I had a presentation and it didn't go well. Uh, my stomach was severe. Mm-hmm. So I came back home and I was, I was just thinking to myself, what could I do different or what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. So I went online, searched for um, stammering support groups uh, in in Ghana, and then that was when I came across um, the Ghana Stammering Association, mm-hmm. yes, which was actually established by um, a wonderful brother of mine, Elias Apriku, and then an SLT called Nana Ikwe Uwusu. So by getting to know about them, I decided to join them, and, mm-hmm. and um, I realized that joining a support group actually helped because I was able to find support for myself, and I was also able to support others. Mm-hmm. And that was a defining moment for me because I've realized that in helping others, 
we tend to help ourselves. So in mm. helping other people who stammer, I found out that I'm able to speak more confidently because I realize I'm not alone. Uh, at first, um, Trisha, let me tell you, there was, there was a time I went to spiritualists, pastors. I didn't have, so, I didn't know what stammer was. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what it was. I had uh, a cousin who stammered. So I was thinking to myself, could it be a case? Mm-hmm. Could it be something that you've done wrong in the family? And you know, in Africa, we have this belief. So I was all confused. I went to pastors. I went to spiritualists. I wanted answers. And all that added to the confusion I had growing up. But then when I joined um, the Ghana Stamina Association, uh, I, 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 I had a better understanding and mm. in helping others I found great help for myself and that has also helped to boost my confidence mm-hmm. yes yeah that's a great story I mean that's that's just a great way to think about you know how just getting involved in the support group with the intention of kind of helping yourself. And then it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to see if I can help some others. And then how that's just a full circle right there of helping others helps you. That's, that's great. And that's what you're doing today too, is telling your story. So many other people, you know, may have never met somebody else who stutters. And so even if you're not seeing them face to face, at least they get to hear your story. Mm. So, so, and also I, I am now a graduate student in the University of Ghana, studying speech and language pathology because I want to help. Oh. So I just started school. Yes, I just That's started school. That's awesome. I, think I really want to do much more to help uh, the Stammering Society in Ghana. Well, Ghana is lucky. They're lucky to have you in the speech program. I find, uh, I, I think that's great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, do you have a particular... A uh, mantra or an inspirational phrase that you return to for motivation? Yes. Um, life isn't about finding yourself, but life is about creating yourself. After you found who you are, it just doesn't end there. You, I believe you have to do something out of finding yourself. So mm. you find out who you are, I've accepted who I am as a person who stammers. It should be end there. I have to look deep within myself, find out what resources, what gifts do I have as a person who stammers, and what can I create out of that life of mine to impact others. Mm. So that's something that I always, that's a quote I always look up to and I always keep saying that life is not about finding yourself, but rather creating yourself. That's powerful. That's good. Yeah. Um, if you were in a group of people who stutter, what question would you ask them to start a real conversation? Whew. That's, <laughs> well, you know, uh, whenever I meet persons who stammer myself, uh, at times I, I used to wonder, how would they feel if I just approached them and I'm like, okay, um, I'm Emmanuel, and I know you stammer. But then there was this time, I went somewhere, and there was this lady by me, and she was speaking with others, and I heard her stammering. 
And so I just wondered, I, I, I really wanted to speak with her because I was also in a, a support group. I'm a leader in a support group. And then I also wanted to have more people join us that we could do this advocacy work. Mm-hmm. So what I told her was, I introduced myself, hello, I'm Emmanuel, and uh, may I know your name. So she also mentioned her name and I was like, oh, I figured out that you are just like me. Then she was like, well, in which way? And I said, what you stammer just like I do. Then she just smiled about it and then we had a conversation. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, I think it, it will help if we, I, I would introduce myself first. Mm-hmm. And I think I can <laughs> probably say, well, I figure out you speak like me. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that makes the conversation a bit easier for me. Yes. Just letting the person know we share something in common and then we can pick it up from there. Yeah. So just even a statement. We have something in common or you talk just like me. Yeah. Uh, Good. Um, is there anything else you would like to share? Okay. Um, just this simple thing. I'm sure um, others might listen to my story, but they may not be people who stammer. Mm-hmm. So I just want to share some tidbits with them when they are speaking or when they encounter people mm-hmm. who stammer. Just um, one, whenever you are speaking with somebody who stammers, it's good you maintain eye contact. Mm-hmm. Yes, you could also be nodding your head to make them understand that um, you are following whatever they are saying. Mm-hmm. You, when you are speaking with somebody who stammers, uh, don't rush the conversation. Mm. You can slow down to the pace of as, uh, that of the person you are speaking with, and that actually helps the person to actually speak with you. And um, I, I think it doesn't help if someone has a, prol- um, someone has a prolonged pause mm-hmm. before calling out his or her name. You don't ask the person whether you've forgotten your name. I think it mm-hmm. helps if you're patient mm-hmm. and then um, you get to know what exactly that person has to say. We need to look beyond how people speak, but rather take uh, pay attention to what content they have to see. Yes. Yeah. That is very wise, wise advice. Well, thank you so much for being on our show today, Emmanuel. Thank you, Tricia, for having me. I'm very thankful. Thankful. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Yes. I'm glad to hear your story. Thanks. You're welcome. If you would like to be a guest on Stutter Stories, email us at worldstutteringnetwork at gmail.com. First timers are welcome.